And good morning, everyone, and welcome to All Things SR Podcast. Walter says his good morning to everybody. Morning, Leslie. Good morning, Pam. Good morning, everyone. So happy to see, I see Elena's on, Lori, mm -hmm. Ashley, and Ellie. Uh, wow, early morning for you, Ellie, on the West Coast, 6.03 a.m., uh, West Coast of the U.S. Oh, God, love you. I'm passing you the coffee right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's Miss Franca. Good morning. How are you? Oh, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Franca. <laughs> Glad you could join us today. We are digging into two chapters today because they're short chapters, mm -hmm. 44 and 45 of Gabriel's Promise. Mm -hmm. And Pam and I were just talking about uh, the, win the winter weather that uh, the Northeast is expected to get um, this coming weekend. Uh, Sunday, tomorrow into Monday, we're going to have quite the ugly uh, snowstorm. Snowstorm. Uh, Walter's hopefully... excited. <laughs> Walter's excited. <laughs> Pam already could tell you that it was happening because of her barometer knee. Mm, that's right. That's exactly right. Um, I'm looking now to see the latest. Uh, I heard yesterday we're expected to have four to eight inches, and it's 15 degrees Fahrenheit here right now. It's chilly, chilly, chilly. Yes, it is a cold morning. I it think... is a cold morning. And then the West Coast, they're expecting, I think, some uh, one to three foot tsunami because of a volcano that erupted near Tonga. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so. That should be interesting, because I, I saw on, on my Twitter feed this morning uh, a uh, Pacific Northwest warning for it. Newport, uh, Oregon was mentioned in that, so. Oh, wow. Yep. 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 So. There's a lot going on. Absolutely, and Walter's all in on it. Aren't you, boo-boo? Yeah, I hear you. Go lie down. Okay. Now. Now it's shifted to two to four inches of snow here. So that, oh, good. that's good for us. We're, I live on a borderline of where weather weather happens. Kind of, I'm very close to a river, so we're in the valley. So sometimes a few, <laughs> if the storm blows one way or the other, it's uh, very easy for us to um, have unpredictable weather because it... it it fluctuates so fast. Oh, yeah. Um, snow and dangerous ice to create treacherous travel. <laughs> mm. Wonderful. Okay. So hope, it... hope everybody's uh, prepared. And, and that's yeah. happening in the southeast. So I don't yep. know if, if our friend um, from Atlanta will be joining us. Cheryl. Uh, <clears throat> if Cheryl's coming, she might get... In the path um, of that, too. You never know. My sister and, and brother-in-law are driving up uh, from their vacation today. They spent the night in Fayetteville, North Carolina last night, and they're driving up from there. So hopefully they well, won't get stuck in any snow traffic or, or 95 shutdowns like a bunch of people did a couple weeks ago, including my uh, an old friend from New York's son and daughter-in-law. We got stuck for 30 hours in a car on, on 95. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't yep. even imagine. Yep. So sorry to hear that. So sorry to hear that. Yeah, I'm but looking anyway. here, and we have Miss Betty joined us. Mm -hmm. um, Franco's saying good morning and hello, everyone. 
all good with her in South Africa. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's beautiful. Uh, she said, not cold here, but we are expecting lots of rain this week. We are always grateful for rain and water in Africa, so not complaining. <laughs> and yes, prayers for Cran, Ellie said. And it is a chilly morning, Betty noted. Mm-hmm. And Black Lab Lady, Elena, who's up in Maine, I know this is old hat for her. She said, we're at eight degrees with wind chills below zero this morning. The chilly calm before the storm. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, the mountains are supposed to get most of the snow just a few inches along the coast for me this time. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, usually if you're close to the coast, you tend to be a little a little bit warmer, mm-hmm. which isn't saying much when we're talking in single digits. But That's true. That is true. But I think just suffice it to say it's winter, right? And that's right. Winter in, in North America and... Uh, in the northern hemisphere and and it's supposed to be cold right now so we've been very spoiled listen i and i keep telling my my little friend mayor that she uh i told her we might get rain and she's like no we can't do that we can't <laughs> do that because she's very she's very excited because she gets to spend time here for all next week because they're at a COVID outbreak at her workshop so well they, I would be excited to spend time with you all week, Pam. I Lots know of, you would. <laughs> all kinds of fun and all kinds of fun and misadventures. Um, oh God, yes, Any. can be found. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 my, my big, the, what I laugh at the most is she, she, I set her up in the living room, and she's actually supposed to be drawing and doing some artwork, and she, she hasn't brought any of her art supplies over. Aw. But, um, you know, and when I ask her about it, she goes, I don't need to. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) She just wants to hang out and have fun. Yes, exactly. And she sits on works on her crossword book and she listens to the people on her Zoom call and the TV. And I've I've watched more 60s, 70s and 80s TV shows than I ever did in the 60s, 70s or the 80s. (laughs) So (laughs) what can I tell you? Anyway. Anyway, so it's it's mid January. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that I have a Passion Flix subscription. I actually um, had a little bit of time to watch. Uh, I, I finished watching Driven season two. I hadn't done it yet, yeah. and um, it, it's only taken me six months, but it was it was quite good. And <laughs> Betty's saying, "I'm surprised Pam hasn't had a reality show." Um, I know, aren't we all, Betty? I think, I think Pam could. My life is so dull. <laughs> really is. You always say that, but then you have all these interesting stories that pop up. So, yeah. Betty's saying she was watching Passion Flicks' Christmas movies. And, you know, I watched mm-hmm. um, the other night, too. I showed uh, my daughters Hooked, the, the quickie that mm-hmm. Nina wrote, and they thought it was cute, which is good. Even my daughter, who um, rolls her eyes at every Hallmark movie because it's too corny, um, <laughs> you think? <laughs> really, she thought it was. She thought it was very sweet. Yeah. So, but I, you know, it's it's a good time when it's chilly like this to cuddle up with a book. Mm-hmm. And um, I know a lot of people have been. Well, I got a book for Christmas that I wanted reading to reading their holiday. Yes. What when, did you get? Uh, the House of Gucci, the 
based on mm. the movie. So I'm I'm but since I'm supposed to be going on jury duty in a, in another week and a half, I uh I'm going to save it for that because you can't take any electronics in with you. That's a wise idea. Yeah, so I'm saving that. <coughs> Anywho. So, we I have, digress. I I was going to ask uh I was kind of uh, encouraged by the news we got from SR. A little bit. We, uh, his um, little message. Do you mm-hmm, want to share sure. that with the, the He crew? says, I'm posed for a little good news announcement on January 18th. He said, I'm afraid it's not as big of an announcement as many might hope, but it is good news. And in other good news is on the horizon, which he can't announce yet. So... So SR being the being the tease, getting us excited about all this possible good news announcements. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he is a tease. So the other day he posted his cryptic message. Um, they have a new thing on Twitter now, I think, on the mobile app that you can take a picture, make a reaction. I don't know what it is, but I did. <laughs> and. Um, the other was uh, when he po- he posted something somewhere else, and I'm like, "Animal, mineral, or vegetable," <laughs> which is a game we used to play as a kid. So, well, I'm I know I Betty's wondering what the news could be. You know, I think. Uh, what do you guys think it could be? I, it could be anything. It could be. Uh, a well, new... I think it's the publishing date for maybe the Russian edition. I was I was gonna say I think it might be regarding one of the uh, one of the editions of Promise or uh, one of the other books. Since he was sa- he was saying it's it's good news, but it's not you know as the a huge big announcement. Um, um, well, maybe there's more. Uh, somebody suggested Passion Flix items. Uh, maybe there's more merch connected to the Gabriel series. That's true. That yeah. would be fun. That would be fun. That would be fun. I was or, excited. Or maybe uh, I that got the M-gasm. Passion Flicks hoodie. I, I have a Passion Flicks hoodie coming my way. That was one of my Christmas presents. So I'm very excited because we actually had Christmas this week. It was it was wonderful. Oh, good, good. <laughs> I'm so glad everybody's you. healthy <laughs> <laughs> for the moment. For the moment. You know, Christmas came a little late this year. Yeah, well, yeah, we you had your reasons. Good morning, Cheryl. <laughs> Hi, Cheryl. Walter says hello. Walter, you can go lie down now. You've said hello to everybody, and they've all heard your voice. Mm-hmm. Thank yes. you, Boo Boo. Well, Lori's saying maybe there's that she loves new news. I do too. And Franca said maybe there's a teaser from part two coming out, or maybe he's writing a snarky novella. Betty said. So, uh, Cheryl, you just joined us. We, SR said he has some good news coming out on Tuesday. So we're kind of guessing what it might be. Um, yeah, it could be around passion flicks. It yeah. could be, it could be a, you know, it, it could be something for, or maybe there's a bunch of little things. You never know. You never know. We but will find out on Tuesday. I'm yes. sure. Walter's yeah. very excited about finding out what it is, too, can't you tell? <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> Lori's saying, oh, crap. Lori's saying, are you still on ar- off air? No, we're not off air. Or is it me? It, you might be buffering. So, anyway. um, Yeah, it's interesting. Mine says that, too, like you said. So I'm sure I'm buffering. 
So anyhow, and, and Frank is going to uh, be able to uh, have a belated Christmas with her daughter and granddaughter in the UK, which I'm so happy to hear because I know how upset you were about not, of the shutdown after. Yes, Franca, our fingers are crossed for you. And uh, she's noting the sound keeps going in and out for her um, as well. So we are looking at that, friends. Um, and I'm, I'm just so let us know if uh, you can still hear us. Can you still hear us? I think, oh, po- I think possible that with the weather conditions and the, and the mm-hmm. fact that it's... Uh, Mercury is in retrograde now and um, all that kind of fun stuff. Well, I, uh, is that our, our Betty and Black Lab Lady are saying they hear us loud and clear, so that's great. Um, I'm glad to hear that as well. And Pam, it's good that you're actually the one having the uh, pushing out the pushing this out because I was having some internet issues here. Mm-hmm. Um, Lori was just saying, oh, it was on my end. I've got you now. Wonderful. Great. So hi, Floor. I see Floor joined us. Mm -hmm. Um, we were just talking about SR has news that he's announcing Mm -hmm. on Tuesday. So every little bit of good news can help. And Floor says she can hear you. Perfect. Great. Wonderful, Floor. Glad. And everybody, Walter, everybody can hear you. Please go lie down now. Walter is expressing his excitement about oh, the yeah. news. Um, and thank you all for giving us the sound check. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought I, we could. <laughs> I got my advent calendar gift from E.L. James this week. Oh, tell us about that. Um, it's a book of uh, photographs that were taken uh, during the filming of the three films. And a book. Oh. Mm-hmm. So That's wonderful. And I'm I'm actually posting what SR wrote to us in the chat box because okay. I know uh, Cheryl was saying maybe it's his book. And I'm pretty sure it's not the book because of the way he wrote this. He said, mm-hmm. I'm posed for a little good news to announce on January 18th. I'm afraid it's not as big of an announcement as my, many might hope, but it is good news. And other good news is on the horizon, mm-hmm. but I can't announce it yet. So, oh, Elena, I love the way you think. Maybe a confirmation that Promise will also join the Gabriel series movies. That would be lovely. That would be lovely. And Betty said, maybe Walter is suggesting the boss's next leading character should be named Walter. (laughs) Or maybe the Gemersons get a dog and name him Walter Boo Boo. (laughs) Right? Oh, my gosh. Adorable. So um, we will look forward to whatever SR is going to announce on Tuesday, mm-hmm. be it a new edition of uh, a new language that one of his works is going to be offered in, or Passion Flicks merchandise, or anything else anything. that he could bring our way. I think at this time of year, um, good news is always welcome, Yep, um, and I'm excited about it. Yep. So... As we mentioned, we're covering two chapters today because they were short um, and very exciting. So I thought we could start digging into that. Ready for that, Pam? I am ready when you are. All right. So, and Lori's saying, when I listen to past podcasts at Work Out Loud, my dog barks at Walter. (laughs) Mm. 
Walter has a magic way about him, doesn't he? Yes, he does. And if if, uh, Kenzie were here, she'd be texting me, expletive (laughs) rat. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Betty's saying, maybe the boss is going to sell coffee with the M-gasm mug. I'm waiting for the wine. Well, I'm waiting for the M-gasm mug that I ordered. So I can't wait for that to go out. Well, the wine will be very exciting when that comes. Yes. They have some really uh, exciting merchandise. Um, lined up. So I think that's great. Mm-hmm. And as Betty noted, um, these chapters are good chapters with lots of suspense. Yes, they are. And we, we start with chapter 44 and Julia's dreaming. This is an unusual when she was pregnant because, because when she was pregnant, her dreams were very vivid. After bringing Claire home, her sleep was usually deep and dreamless. Um, and thankfully Claire was sleeping soundly in her bedroom. Um, and Julie was having this dream that she was back in Philadelphia at St. Joseph's University, walking down the hall to the room she shared with Natalie. So frankly, that sounds more like a nightmare to me than a dream. Um, and it was her birthday and she had gone back to her dorm room to get her camera. She would be celebrating her birthday later, but she wanted to grab her camera, um, before the celebration. And it's, it was weird. It's one of those situations where Julia um, was aware what was going to happen in the dream, right? So she, she knew in her dream what was about to happen. But it, as she was dreaming, she wasn't stopping it from the dream. And, and um, she pulled out her keys and unlocked the door. And I'm seeing in the chat room, Betty said, I'm surprised Julia was having this dream. That was unexpected. I would call it a nightmare instead of a dream. I would too, Betty. Um, Betty also is waiting patiently for Passion Flicks to sell a Paulgasm mug. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Julie's in the midst of this dream, and I also was surprised that she would be dreaming about St. Joe's at this point in her life. And I, we asked SR, why did you choose the St. Joe's episode for Julia's dream? And SR said, I think people sometimes process past trauma through dreams. And maybe Julianne is at a stage in her life where she is better able to deal with what happened when she was a student. So I thought that was a very interesting, and I'll put that in the chat box. Well, another thing, too, for people who don't know, who are not from this area, um, St. Joseph's University, which is just up the road from me about a mile, mile and a half, is known colloquially here as St. Joe's. So if you, if you ever hear me say that, it is because that's what I grew up with. So. That's what we call, yeah, that's what we call it. Um, and, you know, so she obviously was processing this. And I, I think it does show she's in a more stable environment. She's in a more stable place. So mm-hmm. it makes sense that now she's kind of able to handle it. Um I'm just sorry she's finally getting sleep and having a dream about that horrible episode in her life that was so traumatic. Um, So as she was, you know, in her dream, in her mind, she was getting the keys keys about about ready to open open the door. door. And And she heard a a thud, thud. which which would have been startling. startling. The sound sound of the door door hitting the wall wall was unusually unusually loud. loud. Julia, Julia stared, stared at the door, at the door wondering, wondering why, why? Like, what's, like, going, what's on? going on. And she heard and she a crash, heard a crash and, her and her eyes opened. opened. And she wasn't, she wasn't in her bedroom in Cambridge. In Cambridge. 
um, the nightlight night had, had cast, cast a glow, glow gentle into her room. room. But something, but something wasn't, wasn't right. right. As she lifted her head, she saw a man standing, standing in, the in the doorway. He was holding, he was holding the reproduction, the reproduction of, Henry of Henry Holiday's painting, painting in his gloved, gloved hand. hand. And he stared straight at her. And Pam, we're having an echo now. We are. Um, yeah. I don't know if I, it resolved itself. I don't hear it anymore. Um, well, I, also, uh, I also took my uh, headpiece out for a minute because I had to uh, do something for the dog. Yes. Yes. Um, is it better? Oh, it's good now, they said. Yeah, because I put my thing back in. Yeah. Um, so he stared straight at her, this massive man. He was over six feet, six inches tall, and he had dark, flat eyes. And when he came closer to her, she screamed. So, I mean, she goes from having this horrible dream to have, being woken up in this nightmare in her bedroom, mm-hmm. in, you know, in Cambridge. And, and it and just you got the incredible Hulk in your room now. Right. And, and so we asked us, R, why did the thief choose the, you know, take the holiday print? And, um, SR said the holiday painting would be the most obvious artwork in the room. Alas, for the thief, it's a reproduction. So he just was grabbing whatever he could get. I didn't know if there was a specific reason he was going after that. And Betty noted that the guy is taller than Paul. Wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that the thief is clumsy. Walter agrees the thief is very clumsy. Yes, because Walter is staring at the door for no reason, and there's nobody there, and nobody's delivered anything. So, Well, maybe Walter thinks that the six-foot-six thief was coming to get uh, something from your house. And that, that's, uh, that's very true. You never know. <laughs> Betty Walter. is wondering... that saying that the thief is very clumsy but how did he you know how did he end up making so much noise if he was going after the painting i'm just thinking he's kind of a lumbering um not very not very uh coordinated six foot six um thief so but the chapter ends with her screaming so which i can imagine would wake everybody up in the house oh yeah oh yeah so we find out that Gabriel... Is and that a, was the end of... That's the way uh, chapter 44 ends, with a scream. Right. And you know, we find out that you know Gabriel wasn't sleeping with her that night. He'd fallen asleep in his study. And when he heard the scream, he, he immediately woke up and he was very confused. So he he uh, was stumbling to get to his feet because he had trying to figure out where he was. And uh, he open the door to see this large dark figure moving down the hall like I said the Incredible Hulk only I don't think he was green and um, <laughs> he uh, he ran towards uh, you know so Gabriel that situates himself up between the study and uh, Claire's room near the stairs and uh, this guy comes rushing down the hall and uh, tried to take a swing at Gabriel, but he missed. And Gabriel punched him in the stomach, and you know, no, no reaction from the guy. <laughs> Which is saying something, since Gabriel's such a baller. That is true. That is very true. And so then he grabbed uh, Gabriel by the shirt and he threw him down, slamming him into a wall. 
and started going towards the stairs. And as he's going towards the stairs, it, you know, Gable was able to grab his ankle and to bring him down a little bit. So then the Hulk hit him in the chest. And when he hit, it was like mid, like right, you know, like your heart's beating and I guess like mid beat. Mm-hmm. And uh, he fell back clutching at his chest. And I'm, I'm sure the Incredible Hulk knocked the wind out of him, which seemed to be what happened. And uh, it and it caused Gabriel to shudder and it, it, like his heart paused a little Ugh. bit while he was getting through that. So he couldn't move, couldn't catch his breath, and he's staring at the ceiling. And then Julia comes running out and sees him. And she rushed to see the man going down the stairs. And, and Gabriel then asked about Claire. And Julie rushed to the nursery before Gabriel could answer. And she opened the door and there she was, fast asleep in her crib as if nothing had ever happened. Thank goodness. Yeah, thank goodness is right. And so she went over, she brushed her cheek and, um, you know, she didn't stir. So Julie ran to the bedroom, grabbed her phone and dialed. 911. And now that's where it was. And that's how it ends. And there's a lot Mm -hmm. of chatter. There's a lot of chatter in the chat room um, with uh, figuring out who was the intruder. Um, Franca said, at first I thought it was William, but as he has such impeccable taste when it comes to art, don't think he would have gone for the reproduction. Um, Betty said Walter said this wouldn't happen had it if he was at Emerson's home. <laughs> um, Black Lab Lady says, hmm, sounds like someone from the Florentine series to me. Flora says, definitely from the Florentine series. Mm-hmm. And Betty says, yes, I smell Willie that is involved in this. Willie is shorter than Gabriel, though, so that clears him out. And she's saying, I wonder if the boss drank scotch after writing the scene and laughed at what he wrote. Or did he think, oh, boy. I hope the fandom doesn't come to get me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Betty, you're you're fantastic. I know. No, and it's funny because in uh, SR's note to us this week, he said the readers of my other books may try out their detective skills in matching the physical description of the intruder with perhaps a physical description in another book. Yes. Um, I thought... It could be Ibarra. The only thing about that, though, is I thought he was speaking in Italian and Ibarra's Spanish. Right. But the size sounded right to me. And and we were like scouring and looking. And I didn't ask SR this specifically because I know sometimes he doesn't like to reveal things in the book. Mm. But maybe we'll follow up with him next week. Betty has a theory. You're going to share your theory with us, Betty? It's not Ibarra. Oh, maybe it's the, maybe it's the, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I, I see this, the language is what knocked Ibarra out for me. Right. Because he wouldn't be speaking in Italian. My, my theory could be one of two people. Um, it, one would be Lorenzo. Yeah. Or um, the, uh the, the vampire that was guarding um, Raven. The doctor. Watching over. No, no, not the, not, he's from Montreal, so. Mm, um, that's right. 
that he would have a friend, Canadian, Canadian French Canadian accent. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, Betty, was, Betty, tell us, tell us, tell us what you think, Betty. I just can't remember the, the vampire's name, but he was the, the one that um, <laughs> you know, you know, like when when in the in uh, the end of the Roman and Julia's in Prague. Yes. And that uh, vampire came up to talk to her. Mm-hmm. And I and I can't remember what his name is. Well, anyway. Betty was. I can't either. But Betty's saying, "Do you want to know now, or would you rather come up with more theories?" I don't want well, to spoil it for you. Tell no, us. Betty, tell us because I we were kind of looking around, and. I would be curious who you think it is. Yeah, I would be curious. I'm curious about that myself. Oh, she's a uh, black lab lady thinks she said, I'm going to murder the spelling, but could it be Machiavelli? No, I think Nicola, I think that was his first name. Yeah. Um, he, I think he pretty much stays in Italy and doesn't go anywhere. It's an interesting theory, though, Black Lab Lady. Does anyone it else is. have other thoughts before uh, Betty types in and s shares her theory? Walter, go lay down. Walter feels very strongly about this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he feels strongly about a lot of things. I'm going to beat him up on it, too. Oh. <laughs> Betty thinks her theory, her, her theory that is that the intruder is Luca. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, why be. do you think that is, Betty? Just from his size. Size. Well, they're all kind of big, mm -hmm. except for William. Right. Well, Franca says I have no idea. So put us out of our misery, Betty. As far as obviously hinting <laughs> someone from the Florentine series. <laughs> so I think we can check with SR. Um, I did send him a note. Yeah, we did. We did. We did reach out to him. And he's and he's he's probably gonna be probably get. Come on, you know this. <laughs> well, it's been a while since I. I know for me, it's been a while since I've read it. I was um, I was looking though, Betty. I was looking for the descriptions, so I was kind of scanning to see. Luca's one I hadn't gotten to yet, though. Yeah, because because usually. Usually he'll, because um, I know he. I think he sent. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. There was one that he did send to the U.S. Mm-hmm. And Luca would be it. And he was a big hulking vampire. Yep. So I'm just... looking it up right now, but my reader is taking slowly. Well, I'm I'm doing a search on Luca and I can't find it yet. And that's I know from the prince. So let me go into. I was looking in Raven. Oh, uh, Betty's saying, in the Raven, Willie sends Luca to the U.S. to investigate Raven's mom and stepfather. Which and that is would make why sense. she thinks that. And Flora's saying Luca sounds right, at least with the description of him. Lori mm -hmm. says I can't remember Luca. Um. Here, no, page sense. 204, chapter 27, is when he first appears. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm looking at that now. I was just trying to say, see if he actually spelled out his size. But he does say large man. Mm-hmm. Um, driven by a large man. He, Luca was driving them. So I think. It could very well be. And Betty said, this is how Luca is described in The Raven. Luca was standing, Luca was waiting for her downstairs. He was a large man standing well over six feet, six inches, and probably weighing about 300 pounds. He was also sparse with his words. That was the description thing I was looking for, Betty. So that's it. Mm -hmm. The mystery is solved. Yep. The intruder is Luca. Luca. And Franca's saying, thanks, Betty. Now going to have to reread The Raven. I think a bunch of us are going to have to reread The Raven. I think so, too. Uh, Alana, Elena said, good job, Betty. I think you nailed it. And um, Lori is saying, that's very good, Betty. Um, and Elena, Black Lab Lady saying, guess it's time for another reread of the Florentine series. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I've been I, talking and, about and, that for quite some time, actually, well, doing the, a reread. The other things that I've noticed is that um, when I was going through the stories last night, you know, uh, Claire's godmother's in The Raven. Oh, Catherine yeah. is mentioned. And that uh, Claire is only nine months old when the robbery happened and they were in Florence. And that... Um, <clears throat> He knew that, you know, the other was that the, he knew that there was a, this Swiss, in Switzerland was where the, um, Emerson's got the, uh, got the illustrations. So, I mean, it, you know, it's funny the way he car- carries through all the different um, characters oh, from yeah. one book to the other to the other. And how they kind of um, pop in and out of different mm-hmm. storylines and different books. Well, just like earlier, a couple chapters ago, you know, we got a visit from Nicholas. That's true. The man in the black suit. And, That's true. Um, you know, the fact that Gabriel reached out to him. I almost think in a way that was a little bit of a foreshadow of the fact that these paintings... And the aftermath of these paintings are still following them. Um, and, and this is a great example. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. Betty said she had to reread the Florentine series just to make sure she figured out who was the intruder. Well, I, re- I re- and I remember asking us our, uh, when I first read uh, Gabriel's Promise if, if this was a correlation mm-hmm. to the Florentine series. And I, and he he's like yes, <laughs> and I was yes. last year. Yeah, sometime. Well, Betty Betty noted his description is listed in chapter thirty four, and mm-hmm. Flora saying awesome Betty, and I really hope that Passion Flicks adapts the Florentine series. Fingers crossed. <laughs> SR also repeats the man's height in both books as six feet six inches. Um, Franco mm-hmm. notes you definitely win the prize this week, Betty. 
And she did reread the book just to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Lori says, I love how they intertwine. And I agree. I think it has a really, it's a very telling and very um, demonstrative of mm-hmm. how um, complex SR storytelling can be and how he does weave things really beautifully. Um, Black Lab Lady says SR is so good at twisting and turning his characters throughout. Just love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. He is. And the other neat thing is that, um, you know, he also gives, he also let us know what the order of the books to be read. You know, there's Inferno, Rapture, and Redemption, and then The Prince, and then Promise, and then the rest of The Raven, The Shadow, and The Roman after that. And, of course, The Man in the Black Suit. And I think having the book order is really helpful mm-hmm. because that way you can kind of play along and you can you can see where they inter, interact. I mean, we were mm-hmm. just talking about, was it when he was referencing the Raven that little Claire was nine months old? So that's just a couple mm-hmm. months after mm-hmm. this episode happened mm-hmm. that they were mm-hmm. over in Florence. So... It's really interesting how you can weave the, the continuum of the storytelling. Oh, yeah, and, definitely. <laughs> but he said, I know Willie doesn't trust his concilium, so he wouldn't send them to this special assignment. They would just <laughs> ask too many questions. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. And uh, for everybody else on the West Coast, I just got a newsflash that they're putting that tsunami warning. So... Beware, Ellie, beware. So, but yeah, I mean, it, I, and be safe. I, yeah, yeah I, I really do like the way he, uh, you know, weaves all this timeline in. And I was some, I know he's writing again. He hasn't given much um, of a hint on on it, except saying that it's not done yet, and that he hopes to have it out this year. Um, but I'm, I'm wondering if it's something totally new whether it's a continuation somewhere along the way. Um, I know that we do know that the main characters are French Canadian and Spanish. I know. So excited about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I want to say a hello to Kinsey Gabrielle, who is joining us. Nice to have you in the chat room. We -hmm. were discussing chapters 44 and 45 of Gabriel's Promise. And the discussion you probably heard was us figuring out who the intruder was um, who uh, broke into the Emerson's home in Boston, in Mm -hmm. Cambridge, um, as they were sleeping and grabbed the holiday painting off of the bedroom wall. So um, welcome. Glad you could join us. Uh, through lots of sleuthing and lots of uh, theories, we were able to have the definitive answer thanks to Betty, mm-hmm. who found Luca's description in Chapter 34 of The Raven. It is Luca, one of the characters from the Florentine series, who actually uh, made the appearance in this book um, to grab that painting. So, mm-hmm. um, as, SR liked, as SR said... Um, uh, the readers of the books can try their detective skills and matching mm-hmm. the physical description of the intruder with 
perhaps a physical description in another book. Could be. So, SR had us on a little bit of a detective mission this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Betty said maybe Luca needs training. He needs to be a smooth criminal. Yeah. <laughs> totally agree with that, Betty. Totally agree with that. Absolutely. But so. I don't think all vampires are um, are quiet. I thought a lot of the times they are, but maybe this is just an anomaly. I think it's, uh, well, I think it depends upon which vampire story you're reading, too. This is true. Because some of them are very light afoot and others are not. Well, obviously, Luca is not. (laughs) If he created a thud and a crash. Uh, Mm -hmm. And our three-quarter time show... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not quite the halftime show. <laughs> no, I and I. It's I getting. Fixed... It's getting. There, our hearts are, are abounding. Flora and Ashley are enjoying the uh, musical interlude. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Yes. So yeah. So um. I don't know. It's, it should be interesting. I know. I can't, It'll be I, can't wait, I can't wait to find out more about what's going on in this book. Right, to see what happens next. Um, and Franco said that she was just thinking about the Christmas clock. <laughs> right, because <laughs> it got moved. The time got moved. It used to be our halftime show. Now it's our three-quarter time show. Yes, I, my, my sister... And Lori wants to story. Lori's asking, how did it change to three-quarter time? Well, it, my sister in her Christmas decorating of the kitchen which is still decorated, by the way, um, has took the clock down because the music was getting kind of weird sounding, so needed new batteries. So when she put the batteries and she started changing the time, I said, wait a minute, that's our halftime show. You can't change that. <laughs> <laughs> so she could correct the time. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I know. I know. I love it. Um Yes, uh, and floor, floor was so the mystery of the three-quarter time show. Now has been revealed. Yes, um, floor was saying William was very inconspicuous when he would visit Raven. Luca needs more training <laughs> <laughs> in uh, in uh, in the art of being uh, a being smooth deceptive. criminal. Mm-hmm. But I think also I think the physicality has something to do with it. I mean, a six foot six vampire is a massive. That's three hundred pounds. Yeah, that's a massive being. I, I um, mean, it could be like uh, it, Charles Barkley. I don't know um, the former former NBA player who's now mm-hmm. an analyst. You know, he <clears throat> I've met him once, and the man's a Hulk. He really <laughs> is. And uh, he, you know, you stand next to him, and you feel like you're you're like this little kid because you're constantly looking up he's i think he's about six seven or something in that area and uh and big oh i can't even imagine how massive he is mm-hmm. yeah well i mean imagine him trying to be quiet sneaking into a house right i mean it's just a, there's a lot there's a lot going on there there's a lot of mass oh yeah oh yeah i mean my my mom the only reason why I got to know him was because of my, my mom, actually. She had a friend that she used to do ceramics with. Mm-hmm. And uh, her this woman's son 
worked on the 76ers ticket agency. Oh, my gosh. And, and stuff. And so when Charles was playing with the 76ers, um, he, you know, mom, he would talk, mom would talk about all kinds of stuff. And the woman, Betty, would sit down and say, oh, well, you know, Charles Barkley's mother-in-law has a house down in Stone Harbor and, um, you know, because Charles used to like to go crabbing and his mother-in-law's house was in the middle of a block and my mom was on the bay. So do you think it'd be all right if he came over and sat <laughs> on the dock and went crabbing? Mom's like, I don't care. She doesn't, she, she very she rarely went out in the dock. <laughs> I don't even think my mother knew who Charles Barkley was, to be mm. honest with you, because my mom was not not, not a, sports a sports fanatic at all. Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah. That's incredible. Another chapter for your book, Pam. Oh, that's my mom's book. That's not my book. <laughs> <laughs> well, by association, we're going to give it yeah. to you. I'm laughing in the at the chat room. Betty's saying it reminds me with the Christmas halftime, three-quarter time show. She was watching a Christmas movie and the bathroom had Christmas decorations. Her question is why? And Lori says she knows people who have Christmas decorations in their bathroom. We people want to be festive. Decorations everywhere. <laughs> uh, uh, well, and I see um, Kinsey Gabrielle is Cheryl's daughter with her granddaddy. He's having a fit because he has not listened to us. Oh, giving <laughs> you big hugs, granddaddy. <laughs> oh, he we says hope you're hi doing and he well. has three toes. Hey, we're just happy you're listening and we're hoping that you are having a good day. We've been talking about the books, Gabriel's Promise. Mm-hmm. And trying to, uh, we figured out who the intruder was. There was an intruder in the story. He was st stealing the one of their paintings from uh, Gabriel and Julia's house. Mm. So, and <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't. She's heading out. We'll have to take him together. Have a great one. Glad you could uh, so. help him listen. That was very nice of you to do. That was. Bring the iPad. Oh, yeah. So, I'm so. I'm so so happy he's listening to us and I'm glad we're give you know, he's having some good laughs with us. So. <laughs> there is always, well, you know, who else would expect us to be talking about Charles Barkley um, <laughs> sitting on the back dock of your mom's house in Stone Harbor? I mean, you I just know. never know. You never you know. Never know. Um, Black Lab Lady says, I just love all the stories and connections that Pam has. Definitely needs to put this in a book. <laughs> <laughs> Betty's saying, do you think Luca reported to Willie that the mission was a total failure? Or do you think he just said all went well in order to keep his head? Well, I funny you should mention that because it does come up a little bit, um, a little bit somewhere along the line in, later on in the story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll, we'll wait and see what that is. Yeah. Well, Franco says, I must admit, I don't like big, bulky men with all these bulging muscles. I'm glad Julio is just perfectly formed as Gabriel and has just <laughs> the right amount of muscles. Yes, he mm -hmm. does have just the right amount that of muscles. And um, Lori noted that it was nice of Kinsey Gabrielle to help him listen. Mm -hmm. And Flora says to Betty, I think he told William it all went well to keep his head. And I agree, <laughs> Franca. 
Gabriel's is just, just right. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Not too big, not, not too, too small. small, but just right. Walter thinks so too. Oh, well, well, Walter will uh, agree with anything right now, as long as he gets a cookie and it's t- and his morning nap. You know, That's right. Because you know he is an elderly dog these days, aren't you, Boo Boo? I know, I know. It's hard, isn't it? So anyway, <laughs> Flora's saying, just perfect. I know. I agree with that. I'll agree with that. And I, I saw so. yesterday Julio posted that he was going to take a few days off of social media, and I say kudos. I think, I think that's something very important for wellness. Um, to take time and step away. Walter obviously is feeling very strongly about this as well. Well, he also um, posted something earlier too about because uh, I posted it. I posted it on our our Facebook page and retweeted it mm-hmm. um, about you know his what his official accounts are. So he must be must have been getting bombarded with stuff. And he says, "I don't ask for money, and I do not ask for nudes." Well, I think that's there has been a real uptick in um, fake accounts lately. Yes. I, I saw yes. I'm I'm seeing it on many different uh, many different famous people's mm-hmm. sites. Jamie Lee Curtis posted something yesterday about this is a false account. Chris McKenna, Chris L. McKenna, who was if you. If you have your Passion Flix membership, was Jake Spear mm-hmm. in the will? And I think last week, I think he posted something saying, you know, these are my official accounts. Somebody mm-hmm. created a false one. So I feel like there's a real uptick in that. And I've actually had someone this week not famous, just someone in my sphere. Um, I got the, a, a Facebook message from. And at first I responded, you know, just as I normally would. And then as I went on, I'm like, this is not the right person. And I was just like, see, I got to go. And then I, mm-hmm. I, I texted my friend, um, Howard, and said, I think someone has created a false account with your name. You I, I had that happen. I had that happen uh, to me. They, uh, somebody, texted, uh, somebody texted me. And said, uh, I, Pam, I think there's something wrong with your account. And because uh, all of a sudden there was all this strange postings out there and the picture was changed. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah so I uh, I know I had to change my uh, password. Yeah. Lori's saying, that, not to Lori's get saying that happens a lot on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Betty noted that sucks. Um and mm-hmm. Betty also noted Walter's official mascot. He has an opinion, and he's not afraid to share it. <laughs> Floor likes that Walter he does. responding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I thought I saw Paul. Yes, uh, as but people Franca were talking just... about Julio's physicality and mm-hmm. Gabriel's physicality, she thinks Paul's just perfect. Of course, um, she does. Um, Franca's saying Betty. some stupid person also brought up uh, Julia's personal life in a totally unrelated post in Instagram. Mm-hmm. I think it was, and he must get so sick of it at times. I would also need a break after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that might be another reason 
I, you know, I, good for him. I think he does value and appreciate mental health and wellness. He really talks and, um, really tries to champion, uh, people for, for taking care of themselves and, and being healthy. Mm-hmm. And I say, great job, Julio, for that. Um, Flora noted even Melanie had to put a post out um, on her account. And she got an IG message from someone in her circle. And I messaged them and I was right. Their account was hacked. It's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like there's, it just seems to me, and maybe it's just I've been, I've noticed well, it more. I, I, you know, I, and I think with, with TikTok too, because TikTok can sometimes roll over into Facebook on their certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed uh, there was something about Jamie Dornan and he was doing, it was an interview or something about Belfast. And I, you know, I, I just put a heart or whatever, mm-hmm. or love the movie or whatever it was. And all of a sudden I had this friend request pop up from Jamie Dornan. Mm-hmm. Yes, quote unquote, quote unquote, and uh, you know, I so I just let it be. I I didn't attach to it at all. So yeah, if, you if, never know. if you're not sure who it is, I typically will mm-hmm. not. No, and either. Jamie Dornan is not going to be attaching himself to me anytime soon, <laughs> except for the fact that I did stand next to him and he smelled wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, I'm laughing yes. too because um, <laughs> Betty said, "Will the real Pam please stand up? Please stand please up." Please stand up. <laughs> now I have that song in my Where's head. Where's Vanilla Ice? No, and, no, that's Eminem. And she said, "If you ever see me posting, I love Gabriel. You know, it's not me." <laughs> that's true. That is true. Lori said that would truly be a red flag, Betty, since mm-hmm. you are, you are Paul's number one fan. Franca says, Betty, you're so funny. I think you secretly do love Gabriel and don't want to hurt Paul's feelings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Franca, I love uh, it. I can't, you, you, start, you, you started it now. You're going to start it, yeah. <laughs> if Perling was on live right now, she would be laughing. She would be. She would be laughing so much. I love it. That's just wonderful. <laughs> so great. Anyway. Well, one thing we, Pam and I had talked about um, last week that will be in an upcoming podcast. We haven't set the date yet, so we'll share with you. But SR's reading currently, his first read for 2022 is Kirsten Powers' Saving Grace. Mm-hmm. And we're probably going to do a podcast on that in the next couple months, in the upcoming quarter. So... If you're interested in, in reading that, you may want to pick it up and, um, you know, that way we can kind of discuss it together. Um, he said, for some time, he's lamented the erosion of civil discourse in our society and the way people speak to one another in person and on, uh, online. I'm hoping to be part of the solution to this problem and the recovery of grace-filled human interactions. So I'm reading the book and he already has learned a great deal from it. So I'm mm-hmm. going to put this in the chat again, just as a reminder, it sounds like a really, really good read. Um, yeah, I know some, I know some people who've already bought it, um, and are reading it now. So I think it would be, I think it'll be a good thing. And, and when we're talking about all things SR, this is 
really one of his one of the key things about his essence. Right, because he, he, you know he's all full of kindness and 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 inclusiveness and welcoming. Right, and so you know this is a good thing to to reinforce that with all of us. Exactly. So, so and uh, I know we're about at time. Oh, Cheryl says she has it and she will read it. Floor saying Good. awesome. I definitely will read. And uh, we're we're gonna figure out when on the schedule to put that yeah. um, to schedule that. I think it'll be a good discussion. Um, and Betty's noting I have a like hate love dislike relationship with Gabriel. It's complicated. It's true. Um, true. Lori is saying she needs to read the book. Sr is always so gracious, which is true. Which is true. Walter feels the same way. And Walter is standing right at the doorway of the kitchen, (laughs) staring at me. And every time he parks, his head goes back. And then I get a little tail wag because he's got the little nubby tail. (laughs) Yeah, he's saying, see, I'm really just so cute. You can't help but love me. Yeah, I'm going to keep him. (laughs) Anyway. Franca saying it sounds very deep but does have me intrigued. So I'm going to look at the description and we'll more than likely buy it if SR has recommended it so highly. Well, yeah, well, and, you know, and, uh, and, and the other thing is too, that I know for, and, and I'm, I'm guilty of this as much as some people, but the, you know, the discourse and how people speak to each other gets to a point where you don't want to be around them anymore. Right. You know, everybody has the right to their opinion, but at the same time, for me, my my guilty part of this is I don't want to be around them when they do. Yeah. Because of what comes out of their mouth half the time. So Yes. So I'm I, trying to learn as well. I, I think it'll be a good thing. We wanted to kind of set that because that's going to be a couple weeks out. And Betty is reminding us all about Julian Gabriel's wedding anniversary next Friday, January 21st. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be cause for celebration, don't you, Pam? I think so too, yeah. So I think maybe that can be our focus for next week's we, podcast. We, absolutely. And we can all take a walk down towards uh, Assisi. Yes. I'm up to the uh, church. Yes. So that will be, we're going to hold on Gabriel's promise for next week. Uh, instead, we're going to have a little detour into... Wedding anniversary bliss. The wedding anniversary. And trying to figure out which one this is so we know whether it's rock, paper, scissors, or uh, <laughs> tin, or whatever. I gift think it, is. it might be the 10th anniversary. I don't know. Betty, now we're going to so. have uh, 2012, right? Well, yep, Betty. probably is their 10th. I think it's their 10th. And uh, Franca saying, you see, Betty, you really do care about Gabriel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Franca, you are fantastic. I love that so much. <laughs> Flora saying, LOL, Betty, you, you love Gabriel too. <laughs> well, you know, they're thinking the same thing. Franca saying, actually... oh my God, Assisi, I spent one of my most beautiful, serene days there. I cannot wait to go back. Um. So, so for tenth yes. wedding anniversary, traditionally, it is um, 
Aluminum. <laughs> okay. Okay. And and and, and <clears throat> so that should be a that would be very I think interesting. next I think next week could be I think we're gonna have fun with that. Oh yeah. Um and Betty's saying I think I could be friends with Gabriel, but I will definitely marry Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and that I cannot wait for. No, that'll so, be that'll be some shindig, Betty. Yes. So join us next week um, for the wedding celebration. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, if you like, I said we're gonna we're gonna do a little bit of a podcast on SR's first book of the year that he's reading. So mm-hmm. stay tuned for info on that. And I can't believe it's already ten o'clock. It's ten o three. I know. I know. So it's I'm going what's your gonna, uh, what's your musical uh, aside from Walter's barking I'm going to leave us with all I've seen all good people by um yes Oh that's a good one That's a good one Oh my gosh you guys thank you so much for joining us uh, Betty great detective work again on Luca Pam and I were uh, scouring and I am not surprised that you did the reread to actually dig in and find it. So absolutely, um, have a lovely, lovely week. Stay safe, everybody. Uh, take care. Be good to each other. Um, mm-hmm. And special little hugs to Granddaddy down in Hotlanta. Oh Hope yeah, you're doing well. Have a good week, everyone.